Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Emoja's latest series, Community Voice. I'm excited to introduce to you all my co-host, Rida Ali. Assalamu alaikum, Rida. Assalamu alaikum. I'm so excited to be part of this and for Community Voice. Rida, can you tell us about how Community Voice came to life? You were um, part of like the creation of this. Yeah, so Community Voice is a talk show that incorporates the true essence of Emoja, which means unity. And with so many successful and inspiring youth movements and leaders around us, we wanted to learn their stories and their struggles and use that to sort of reimagine our own daily lives and our goals and the way that we um, do things. And our first um, guest for today is going to be uh, Marifa. But before we get into introducing them, we wanted to tell you guys a little bit just about our uh, Inspire platform. Um, so Inspire is part of the uh, Emoja app and you can ask our speakers questions about their career journeys on the app. Just simply click on the Inspire button in the app home screen, click the question widget and select the talk show field and then you can type your questions for our guests. Today we invite Leila Tokir, which is the founder of Marifa. We have a quick uh, introduction video from her coming up. Salam everyone, my name is Laila. I'm the director of Marifa. We are an organization committed to the spiritual and intellectual growth of Shia students in North America. And we also have Ahmad Ali, who is the executive board member of Marifa. Hey everyone, my name is Ahmad Ali. I'm part of the Marifa executive team with Leila, and I'm really excited to talk to you guys about Marifa, who we are, and what we do this Saturday. So both uh, Leila and Ahmad have come to tell us more about the community they've built and the programs Marifa has to offer. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about Marifa, uh, Rida? Yeah, so um, I'm super excited to have both of them on the show because I myself have attended the first Marifa conference and basically um, from what they've told us and the information, uh, Marifa is a national organization committed to the spiritual and intellectual growth of Shia students. Um, by curating resources, crafting content and building a community network, they provide students with a framework for critical leadership grounded in culturally relevant Islamic perspectives. Um, and just myself, after attending the first conference that they put together last year, it was absolutely amazing and we're so excited to hear from them today. And as we see, their goal is to really invest and enrich um, the Shia student journey in order to discover our, our individual and collective marifa, which is um, very, like, it's really interesting. So I'm excited for everyone to hear uh, more about them. And on that cue, we invite Ahmad and Layla. Assalamualaikum, both of you. Hey, it's long, guys. Hey, How are you guys doing today? I'm doing that pretty good. How are you guys? Good, we're doing well. Um, so just to give us a like start of the show, Leila, can you tell us about how this organization really came to life? Um, how did the idea spark for you to create this platform? Yes, of course. Um, thank you so much for having us. And oh, it's our pleasure. Kind words in the beginning, um, it, like means a lot. Um, how it started, it really, it, I think it was summer, summer 2019. Um, where the first realization was that like we don't really have like a platform nationally mm -hmm. at least for students for Shia students specifically in North America that really focuses on our intellectual development mm -hmm. um, that looks at Shia Islam holistically you know that doesn't just stop at questions of faith like what is halal what is haram but like mm -hmm. exactly how to live your life 
according to Shia Islam. So like that's why we started Marfa. And when we started, it wasn't like we didn't know it was going to turn into an organization. It was literally just a conference. Um, and then the conference happened and we focused on things like knowledge, spirituality, um, identity, um, community, all these things that are, you know, central to Shia Islam um, mm -hmm. and especially as Shia Muslims in North America. Um, so that was like what the conference focused on. And then slowly we realized that, like, you know, if our if we really do want to do this work, it should be like enriching work that works with students for these like four years they're in college or like before college. Um, and then we introduced seekers and scholars, and now the plan is to continue doing this work. Mm -hmm. um, because again, like as as the mission states, like the goal is to collectively enrich um, the student journey of like, you know, of Ma'rifa. And Ma'rifa means to know God through knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. And I and I like really believe that that's central to Shia Islam, you know, like knowing God. So that's really, really what's at the heart of Marifa with any programming. It's like what gets us closer to God. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't think any platform was doing that nationally, specifically focusing on students. Yeah. Usually um, ideas are inspired by a personal journey or something that someone goes through. Can you tell us about your story of what your personal journey was at that time and why this idea sparked? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Um, I think at that time it was, um, it wasn't necessarily a religious journey. It was just, I think, um, a lot of frustrations that I couldn't figure out. Like there's, there was all this energy I had in me and I really wanted to put it to use. I just didn't know what to do with it or exactly what to even contribute to all the things that were happening. Yeah. Um, so my journey, I, I think it actually started as Marifa started. It wasn't like before it was just a lot of frustration, but we have really, like one, one, like one of my very favorite things about Marifa is that all of us on the executive board really do try to embody the mission that this is also our own journey. It's not just us putting programming. I think our programming is successful because like we also try to live the mission. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just an organization, you know, it's like it's it is a journey for us. Um, and we do portray the mission as that it's a journey. So I think that's it happened after the organization was created where I slowly realized that like, if this is the work that I want to do for the rest of my life, like I have to live it every single day. Um, yeah, so it happened after. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so for the both of you, um, kind of just like uh, the question directed to both of you, as you started Marfa, what were some of the biggest struggles that you saw when trying to get it up off the ground? Well, some there were a lot of challenges in creating a space for Shia students um, where they can go uh, beyond fiqh and like do the domes of Islam. Mm -hmm. So I think creating the, curating the content and finding the right speaker that is um, that hits people in their hearts uh, where Shiism is, and then also not making it too controversial or making it relevant. Um, that was something we talked about you know, over and over uh, leading up to the first conference. Um, so it's just making sure we've had like the, like the right content um, that's you know, relevant for the Shia students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And Layla also mentioned that each of the board members kind of had their own personal journey. Um, so do you have anything that you wanted to share or um, wanted to talk about as Marifa was starting, kind of how you incorporated into your life as well? Um, yeah, so Layla gave it to me about Marifa. Um, I was, you know, working on a couple of different projects, and she was like, you know, it's great, uh, all this conference idea. I think you'd be a great fit for it. What do you think? Um, I, th I don't know. I was like honored, and I was like, who do you like? Who do you think I am? Right? You probably don't know me, but 
and also I think I could join your team. But um, you know, as I started working with Layla and the rest of the team, um, I saw like you know they truly did live every day uh, embodying the mission of Marifa from like their studies, their discussions to in the free time they would go to their professors or like, different scholars and like talk to them. Like mm -hmm. I saw them more like they were Muslims and they were also fans of Islam, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that really inspired me to like um, like I'm like a, I'm a developer uh, by profession. So my work became more focused where she is. I'm starting to see what kind of projects I can create um, outside of Marifa that could help the Shia um, students. And um, so personally, that's how Marifa helped me um, embody the mission. Do you feel that there is a disconnect um, with like Shia students and or Shia Muslims within the West? Like, is there something that we need to sort of tackle? Um, and sort of try to get them closer? I can answer or try. Yeah, answer. yeah, go for it. Yeah. I don't I don't know what, where the disconnect is, but I think mm -hmm. our main problem right now is that we don't know what an American Shia identity is. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because like our, our mosques and centers, our programming even outside is very much stuck between like, we don't know what a diaspora programming is and then we don't know what a unique american programming is mm -hmm. and we haven't found that balance and i think that's where we do lose our students so it's not even about a specific thing it's literally how do you cultivate an american shia identity what does it mean to be a shia here um, mm -hmm. in english like that's i i think that's that's a thing we we have to look at because we do a lot of times you know especially in like Muharram mm -hmm. or some of those traditional programmings we gravitate towards um, our home languages whatever they may be mm -hmm. uh, but so many of us are just growing up here like what does it mean to be a Shia in English language um, in America and I think that's the biggest that's where the biggest disconnect comes in because the outside world outside of your home and outside of your masjid is like different yeah. And we don't know how to bring your Shiaism outside. And I think this is one of the things we were talking about. Like, if you're going to a protest, the protest, justice, right? If justice is at the center, Shia Islam is about justice. But how do you take that to that? Or even education, there's so much emphasis on education. How do you take your Shia Islam to your school? Um, but there's a disconnect. Um, because, like, this isn't a religious society, per se, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think we spoke a little bit with Ahmed as well. Like you go to school and you're wearing black and everyone's for like 10 days or a month, if you're wearing it for a month and everyone's like, why are you wearing black? Did someone die? Um, and I like that you said, you know, how do we, how do we be, be Shia in English? Like, <laughs> and that's so funny because it's like, I've never thought about, about it in that way. Um, truly, how, how can we be Shia in English? Um, so it's, it's a really, amazing point that you bring up. Yeah, so one thing um, that kind of came to mind was you guys were talking about how, you know, before you started Marifa, you were frustrated um, about, you know, these disconnects. Since you started this programming and since you started Marifa, have you seen um, like any significant differences? What impacts has the organization made? And, and you know, like, what are you most proud of uh, when it comes to like the changes that have been made from Marifa? So we can start with Ahmad and then we'll go to Leila after. Yeah. Um... So before what I used to see a lot of the time uh, with me, with my friends, my Shia friends, um, that we used to compartment, we used to uh, compartmentalize our identity. You know, it would be this here, Shia here, American here, student mm -hmm. here. Uh, with Marifa, we really started to see all of this, you know, uh, combined within like a Shia framework. And it wasn't a Shia framework in the sense like you can't listen to music or you have to wear black or you can't do this and, and you can do that. 
more in the sense that you know people really start to think about what it means to be a Shia. It doesn't have to be separate from your, the rest of your life. Um, so we started to see you know different organizations um, pop up that has to do with art, that has to do with accessibility, that has to do with uh, helping students, that has to, um, to do with uh, social justice, um, and it all would, it would always connect to um, the message of either Imam Hussein, Imam Ali about Islam. Mm -hmm. And uh, so one thing that I was like really, you know, uh, I'm really grateful to see that this message wasn't just for Shias. We started to see like um, different uh, groups within and, uh, within Islam and then even like um, non-religious groups really attached to this message, um, you know, and share like different posts on Instagram or Facebook um, or join these events um, that, you know, before they, they had no idea who Imam Hussein was or what the Shia message was, but now it's become more, uh, maybe not mainstream, but more like well-known um, among these like different social groups or um, these different um, student groups. Um, Leila, did you have anything to add? Yeah, just like if we're like if we're talking about like concrete impact. So we did have a conference report, you know, where we asked people for feedback, and ninety five percent of our attendees said that they felt more engaged with their religion and community, mm -hmm. um, and that was huge. And also, like we at the conference, we had around one hundred and fifty colleges represented across North America, and what that really did was that, like Marfa is my last like big memory before quarantine because it happened february 28th like the conference was the last like you know marfa 2020 that was a positive 2020 moment mm -hmm. um and after that everything went online but we had such robust online programming in the student circles because i think all of us had seen each other uh, um, and like met each other in person that i don't think we would have been able to pull off afterwards and this isn't just talking about marfa this is like across different organizations like we were showing up to each other's open mics we were showing up to each other's events we were interacting with each other on social media so like beyond just religion it really solidified this like very nice shia like social identity yeah. and that's so cool like i have more friends now and yeah. it's like this big community support which is amazing mm -hmm. yeah um can you tell us about what the conference focused on this year this past year? Emma, do you wanna? Yeah, um, so the conference uh, theme was self-discovery and reimagination. Um, so again, going back to the identity discussion, like we don't know who we are. Um, mm -hmm. And that's like a core um, concept within Islam itself. Um, so the conference wanted to tackle these identity discussions and go beyond um, what we were used to in our own circles. So for example, the keynote started um, with emphasis on we're all, we're all our unique uh, persons. Um, like one of like one of the things the keynote speaker said was, you know, we're all minority within a minority within a minority. So once you get past that, who are you? Um, and then from there, we led into discussion on spirituality, uh, justice, um, even geopolitics, and how do you fit within that global framework? Um, mm -hmm. And these for not maybe not forging your identity at the conference, but just getting started on that path um, and moving past the um, moving past the idea that you know we don't have an identity and more on to how do we create our identity. Yeah, for sure. And I think that kind of going off of what you guys just talked about, um, once Marifa ended, I feel like uh, Layla's completely right. All these organizations and all these people who were thinking of starting things or um, had ideas kind of had the confidence to do it because they had this community support. And even like in my, even in myself, I had this realization that there's so many people out there who are Shia, who are just like me, who are at colleges. And I think that was one of the best feelings ever because 
you know, it gave you confidence uh, to like do whatever you wanted to do within your own college campus as well. Um, and because then kind of are also such a minority within a minority, right? Like we're Muslims, but people don't understand that we are the minority. Um, and that is something that you can't really translate to the outside world. Yeah, for sure. And like, um, for me, when I would meet one, I would be like, so excited, like there's another Chia Muslim. And then Marifa was like, so many. So very, it was very exciting. Um, and then kind of moving on to something really cool that um, you guys have been doing this summer and just like more development. You guys went from Marifa conference to Marifa programs and uh, kind of just developing all these really cool resources for high school students, um, which Apple kind of briefly touched upon earlier. Um, but would you guys want to kind of talk about what you have coming up in the future and the programs that you've developed besides the conference as well? So, you want to go? No, go, go for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So after the conference, um, we, uh, like you said, we started a program for high school students. We saw that um, the high school prog, uh, pro the high school, sorry, the college application process is really convoluted, and there's so many questions involved, uh, especially if you're um, an FGLI uh, student, which you know many students in our community are. Um, so we really wanted to like help uh, these students um, figure out what the college process is, what it entails. Uh, both for the students and the parents and um and stream uh and just make it more transparent and just answer any questions they have um and the second goal of the uh seekers and scholars program was uh how do you fit your shia identity um within the uh, application process um and use that as a gateway to uh, fit your identity um within uh, life in general mm -hmm. so for example in the college application essay we had a workshop where we discussed you know you can use your shia experiences if you're going to the arts or uh, going to a much list um, and how to craft and how to craft these um, these experiences into your uh, college essays, or um, and then we you know we talked about uh, uh, you know FAFSA financial aid and um, what is uh, the different parts of the college application process. Mm -hmm. um, and just trying to answer like anything we can either through uh, so we held these workshops um, that were open to the public anyone could join. Um, we had these uh, breakout discussions and we had you know, these interactive slides uh, where we really wanted the students to um, talk about what they were concerned about uh, with, with the college application process um, and also help them uh, and help also help show them that it's not as daunting um, as it seems. Um, and then we also had like a mentorship program uh, where we had uh, these one-on-one uh, -on -one interactions uh, between uh, mentors and mentees, high school students who signed up. Um, well, for their own individual mentors. Um, so that's what we started after the conference. And uh, yeah. Um, a question for Leila. So it's it's kind of, a, it's like a daunting thing to really put out your, your individual experience um, and to, uh, you know, write this essay about your Shiaism, which is usually kept inside your home and within your community, right? Um, so how did you get these students to really write about their Shiaism in an essay to colleges and did, did you hear the what if they don't like me what if they don't accept me question i think so the goal wasn't necessarily to push them to you know write about shiism mm -hmm. the goal was for them to think about it um and our and not even shiism but just in general like success um our first workshop focused on what success means in islam and if you like don't get into a college that you really want to get into like what does that mean like it's fine it's okay the bigger goal in life and whatnot mm -hmm. um but no we did have questions uh, where people were like you know um what if these people don't understand um how my shiism fits into this so then we really 
um, I, I think one of our workshops focused on just on personal statements. And in that, we really talked about um, that it's not necessarily Shia Islam you're bringing to statements. It's literally you're bringing yourself into it, right? Your personal not, Yeah, it's going to require self-reflection. And then you, after that, it's easy. So we really walked the students through it. Um, so it wasn't like, oh my God, like you have to write about your Shia mm-hmm. identity, but you could if you wanted to by actually like self-reflecting on like all that you've done in the past like seven eight years and it's amazing because you're sort of reframing that mindset that we've been raised with you know to write stories from the western lens um and instead write it from your own lens from your experiences that are shared throughout but they're not shared as much because they're not spoken about yeah and sometimes uh what Layla was saying sometimes shia islam isn't so obvious i mean if you're talking if you're writing in your college essay about charity justice compassion like all of this is shia islam it's not you know just talking about going on ziyarat there's so many different um you know components of the religion so i think that it's interesting to think about yeah we're Um, trying to reimagine is (laughs) that's the tagline on the website too that's a really cool, um, like really amazing initiative that you guys have taken. Um, you know, there's a lot of workshops out there about how to reframe and reclaim your identity, um, especially in the West, because we're so lost now, um, especially when we have like um, this half here, half there um, identity within us, where you feel like you're half within your home country and half within this Western society. So um, it's a very interesting conversation to embark on. Um, can you guys tell us a bit more about um just the like mentorship programs that you guys have because you mentioned that a bit Ahmed but can you delve into that a bit more and how can people access it now yeah um so with Secrets and Scholars we had a mentorship program um so you had your mentors uh who are college students or college graduates um who can apply to be a mentor um and then go through a, a small little training program and get assigned um individual mentees um, who were high school students who also uh, you know, applied for a mentor. Um, and the way it worked was that these mentors and mentees would be in contact, uh, and would be in constant contact with each other. Um, and then the mentors would guide the mentees through any question they had, either through, let's say, uh, you can review your college application or your, your college essay or uh, financial aid question or what it's like going to college, um, what's the right college for me, how do I decide um, which college, well, which test to take, which college to choose. Um, and then, and then they would be in you know constant contact through texting or through call, and um, we would check in you know regularly regularly with the mentors, um, you know make sure the progress was going okay, um, and you know alhamdulillah we got a few uh, students in our program who got into their dream schools, and um, it was mainly it wasn't you know super hands on from our end, it basically you know, all the mentors they did like a really wonderful job, um, you know helping the mentees making sure they were comfortable making sure they were uh, confident in applying for the uh, applications. Awesome. And then moving forward, kind of um, after the summer and now looking on to the next year um, and maybe even the next few years, uh, we'd love to know what you guys have planned uh, in terms of the rest of MARFA programs besides the conference and Seekers and Scholars. Is there anything that you wanted to share with us about future programming or ideas that you guys might have um, for the future of the organization? Figuring it out um, we're young um, and um, trying to build capacity. But as of now, like near future, we have the 2021 conference. It's self-reflection and becoming so moving forward from self-discovery, um, mm-hmm. self-reflection 
so so keeping that theme going and then eventually what we would love you know like a five to ten year plan because we really do want this to be a sustainable organization that's always there for students um and that's why we're working on like high school to college pipeline um is so in the next five to ten years we'd love to have things like a very immersive um zarat trip where you actually focus on like more education stuff and get get to visit um, educational institutions and things like that. So that's on the agenda. Um, some kind of a summer program is on the agenda for college students, you know, four to six weeks thing where they get to um, interact with scholars and get to interact with like-minded Shia students who are interested in, in a holistic um, study of religion. Um, so that's some kind of hackathon. Um, so to actually like how to impactfully work in the community. Mm -hmm. So all these ideas are up in the air, trying to build capacity right now. Cause like, um, two of us are college students, the other three do have full-time <laughs> jobs. Um, so figuring out exactly, you know, what this future looks like and um, when to bring on a full-time person and how to move forward with this organization, because we do want to continue doing this programming and build relationships across. Um, yeah, so we're open to ideas too. Send us like, let us know what you want to see. How can people um, reach out or where can they find you? And also just plug how that how they can register for the conference yeah. as well in case anybody <laughs> was interested. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so everything's on the website. Uh, it's modifaprograms.com. Mm -hmm. And that has like a feedback form. If you want to give us feedback, you can also email us at info at marfaprograms.com. Um, and then, yeah, the conference is coming up. Registration. We do have a call for responses prompt out. And that has cash prizes. Um, for the top three people who you know submit entries um and yeah conferences february 26 to 28 do register we're also looking for new team members and that form is on the website as well and i'm happy mm -hmm. to send them here like whatever goes out to the audience happy to send the links here too so we're looking for conference team members looking for feedback um and looking um for people to register for the conference was it um so you guys spoke about how the conferences were in person the first time and the plan was to keep them in person right so was it hard to bring all that programming online yeah so that's one of the challenges we're facing now planning mm -hmm. for the 2021 conference how do we keep it a bit interactive and engaging at the first conference um all while keeping it online um so you know we've been playing around with different ideas uh let's say like one-on-one -on -one meetings uh office hours um maybe keeping the conference smaller than before, you know, it's a lot of things up in the air right now. Uh, so, and let's see what happens. You know, inshallah, it'll be for the best. Yeah, so kind of moving forward, uh, do you guys want to share, there's sort of like a two-part question to this. Do you have a personal end goal in terms of Marifa? And then do you have uh, an end goal for the organization? Yeah, organizational end goal. Um, so we can start with uh, Ahmed, tell us what your personal end goal is. Um, well, Islam, you know, is like a religion of process, not angles, but uh, if I could have one and just become like a better person for myself um, and try to help, uh, you know, Shias across America ask, you know, ask themselves, like, you know, what it means to be Shia. Let's say, for example, um, if Karbala didn't happen, how would you still be Shia? Like, mm -hmm. um, just think outside um, the contemporary box of what Shiism is um, and just push the boundary um, for themselves. Uh, and just, you know, get closer to God. And then Layla, what is your personal end goal? I think very similar to Ahmed's, you know, to embody Marifa. Um, and I'm not, like, I'm nowhere near that. Um, but I think slowly. Um, 
That's what I love about our programming because it pushes us to actually look into content. Like we have to read, um, like it's not, you know, you can't just um, think that like something will look good and like we put it forward. Like you have to actually read and watch stuff and like figure out what Marfa means in order to put forward programming that fits in with the mission. So mm -hmm. I think that's mine. Yeah, to, uh, yeah, just become closer to God, to become a better person. And then um, if you want to answer the organizational mm -hmm. end goal question. Yes. Um, so I don't think there's like an end goal per se, but in in 10 years, at least, we would love to all transition off, bring on a new team of like students um, that just keep pushing this mission forward. And hopefully by then, like we have some sort of a cemented American Shia identity for students. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's just, you know, like there's the content is there. You just keep on pushing it forward. Um, so no end goal, but just keeping it moving. Inshallah. Okay, thank you so much, um, both of you. Is there anything else you want to let us know before we end our show? Um, no, thank you so much. Like, <laughs> you know, thank you so much. This really means a lot. We are very excited about our work. Um, we love our work. Or, um, I love <laughs> the work. No, we all do. Okay, <laughs> yeah, don't want to speak for Ahmed here. Um, yeah, but like we, we're always looking for ideas, always looking for new people. Mm -hmm. Like, there's only so much we can you know generate from our brains like it's we love talking about this and we love talking to other people about this so would love ideas if you have any and thank you so so much yeah yeah thank you guys this is great no thank you guys so much this was amazing you and this just wraps up um our first episode of community voice um if you want to hear the replay you can visit the you mentor website under prior talk shows uh or subscribe to our itunes soundcloud or spotify pro uh, podcast profiles thank you so much Rida, for co-hosting our first show that was um really good how do you feel I feel great. Thank you so much for um, having me. And uh, I was, it was so exciting to hear about Marfa as well. Yeah, it was. Um, and you guys are going to keep seeing Rada come up. Uh, we're going to be co-hosting the rest of Community Voice, inshallah. Uh, please join us for next week's show with Hood and Cape. Um, if you don't know her, search her. Uh, and we're going to have a really cool cartoon kind of show next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. Emoja Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.